Hello, and welcome to the MNC Mindset Podcast, where each week we bring you a short conversation on a big idea. My name is Sharon Crook, and I'm joined by my husband, Greg Crook. Together, we run CrossFit MNC in Monroe, North Carolina, where our mission is to help others find their true potential and live healthier, happier lives. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about three different styles of conditioning workouts that we typically see in our classes. Morning, dear. How good are you? Morning. How was class? Uh, it was good. We had a big class this morning. Everybody's starting off their weekend right. Very good. Uh, today we're going to talk about the three most common styles of conditioning workouts that we see in class. Um, but quickly before we get into that, I want to kind of give a recap of um, my little experiment with um the carnivore diet January was world carnivore month. And I became aware of that from Mark Bell, someone I follow on Instagram. He's a, he was a power lifter and he, he calls himself the people's coach. Um, but he's, he puts out just bukus of content on every platform imaginable. Initially when I first started following him, it was through powerlifting, but now he's kind of like myself has kind of evolved into, um, really trying to help folks just be healthier in general. Um, and you've already heard us or heard me reference some, some ideas that I got from him. Um, but anyway, he, he's a big proponent of the carnivore diet. Um, and he put out a little challenge for world carnivore month on January. It was like, that's a thing that's separate from him. Dr. Sean Baker is, he's kind of the face of that, that whole movement. And if you're not familiar with what that is, basically it is a, a meat only diet. Um, you eat, you know, as much pork, fish, chicken, beef. Am I missing any others? So meats that you will eat <laughs> venison. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's a, just, it's a meat diet. That's basically what it is. But included in that, you're going to have eggs, of course. Um, some cheese and even some vegetables and, and his little template that, that he put out that I just went by was two to three times a week. You could have some vegetables. Um, the appeal to this was, and his recommendation, you know, as, as far as what he was promoting is you don't weigh, you don't measure, try not to overeat, but it was very, very simplified. And that's always, always something I gravitate to is, is a simple method to do anything. So, um, I did it for the month of January. Um, and right off the top, I, I enjoyed it. It was honestly pretty easy. Um, I eat twice a day and that's all. Um, I have been progressing into that before I got started. Uh, I didn't, I've never been really a trendy person, if you will. So I, I don't, I feel weird saying that I intermittently fast. That's way fancier than I really am. I just don't eat breakfast. So I eat, you know, coach some morning classes, do whatever admin work I need to do here, walk the dog. And then when I get home, you know, between 11 and 12, 30 ish, I eat my first meal. Um, I primarily ate, um, Hamburger patties, they were typically, you buy 85, 15, mm -hmm. mostly. Chicken thighs, um, I would eat some pork of some kind. It, it'd be 
pulled, it'd be barbecue, it'd be pork chops, um, other kinds of chicken. I didn't do as much fish, and I was just, I just didn't think about it really. It, but I, moving forward, I would like to somehow, and whenever you're picking out groceries, I, <laughs> but that's like I don't know what I want fish wise. But anyway, I, I need to eat some seafood, maybe at least once a week. And that was the only real struggle I had was I, I did hit a point where I got a little bit bored. Um, but then I started getting the Brookwood Farms barbecue, and that that was nice because I could split that little tub up into thirds and add it with a hamburger patty and a couple small chicken thighs, and it just made a completely different meal, almost like you know using a different seasoning or something like that. I only ate vegetables that I can remember one time, one day. I just wanted some, so that was so I ate some. Um, I didn't think much about it. I had I shot Sharon a text and had her throw a roaster bag in the oven for me, so it was ready when I got home, and I, I ate the whole bag um, between my two meals. Uh, my second meal kind of drifted off there is usually when I get home from the gym, um, which is between eight thirty and nine, and Ironically, that's a pretty great split if you could pull it off. And I, I just like the way my day is structured, it's easy for me to do. Um, but what that does is like I almost have typically an close to an eight hour fast between lunch and supper. And then I'll have anywhere from a, a 10 to 14 hour fast from my next meal. And, and one thing that's I think has been beneficial for me um with the two meals a day is something I remember Rob Wolf uh, talking about. And he's a big proponent of just two to three meals per day, because when you eat just the process of eating is an inflammatory, it creates an inflammatory response, let alone if you're eating crappy food, which increases inflammation. But just, if you just think about like in our stomachs, we don't have gears and stuff down there grinding stuff and up. This is all done chemically, hormonally with inside of the body. And, and that creates a response. And if, if you eat five to six smaller meals a day, which a lot of folks do and have good results of, just think about all those times that you're firing up all those processes. And even though you may be eating super good, that's is creating some kind of a response in your body. And, and he just feels, and, and it's all his, you know, studies and, and choices are more from an ancestral type path that um, it just it helps reduce overall inflammation if you minimize the times that you're firing up all those processes and stuff like that and as I mean you could go online right now and find 10 things that dispute everything that I just said but he's on my nutrition Mount Rushmore and and I take I take you know a lot of stock in pretty much anything he says um would I recommend it for for folks? Yeah, but it's it's kind of like CrossFit. Like anybody could do it, but it's it's not for everybody for sure. Um, Sharon and I are, are perfect examples of opposite ends of that spectrum. I could give or take vegetables if, like, for me, I have to make a choice to fix them. It's not a choice for her. She likes them. She just does them. I'm sitting. She's sitting here in front of me, and I'm talking <laughs> forward. But but she does. That's it. It's I, not effort I eat for her. Brussels sprouts for breakfast. So <laughs> it's, yeah, nobody does that. But 
like it's not effort for her. And it's like, I have to make myself eat vegetables, which is why I, I tend to like this. Um, also I respond really well to very low carb diets. My energy levels have been fantastic. Um, performance in the gym has been great. I don't have run down days. They're all very consistent with the exception of, you know, I might be more sore one day than the other, but speaking in terms of energy levels, it's been 100% fine. I've had no issues with it whatsoever. Um, but, uh, enough about that. If you got specific questions, um, you know, catch me after class or something, I'll be glad to kind of expand on it and answer any questions that you got. But, um, for Greg, I give it a two thumbs up and I'm Sharon asked me, uh, I think it was last week at, uh, our little breakfast date. Was I going to continue? And I am, I'm not really going to change anything other than try to add in that whole fish thing once a week. And we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, but back to today. Um, so typically in class and most of you guys know this, we, we see three different styles of workouts and OPEX fitness is a, um, they coach, fitness coaches. Um, I went through their certification program back in 2015. And in my opinion, it's, it's the best coaching education resource that there is in functional fitness. And they categorize conditioning works under three three different words that I think resonate with everybody. And you don't have to be a nerd and, and understand energy systems and all that complicated stuff. But all of us know pain, we know gain, and we know sustain. And as I saw those words, and, and I, so I'm stealing them from OPEX. And it's a great way to categorize the, the workouts that we typically see. And, and I'm going to kind of go over the differences in between the three and why it's important that we know the differences. So a pain style workout um, is not like we're not looking for physical pain, but it's workouts that are tremendously uncomfortable. Um, and that uncomfort comes from, and I'm going to get a little geeky here, but it's a buildup of lactate under high rate muscle contractions. So think in terms of, and we've done it before, if you were fortunate enough to be fortunate or unfortunate <laughs> enough to be here, an all out one minute sprint on the assault bike, literally close your eyes as fast as you can pedal for a minute. That hurts like no words can describe. That's what a pain style workout. They're very typically very, very short in nature. Um, another example would be a 500 meter all out sprint on the rower. Um, assuming you have enough strength to really like, like to feel the pain of this style of workout, that 500 meters needs to be done in probably like a 140 or 130, 500, sure. somewhere along in there. Yeah, it's cooking. Like, but you got to be strong enough to get it. And that's, so, that's, so these are the, the pain style. These are going to be very short, like, yes, you know, very, a minute on the bike, minute, minute and a half or so on the rower. Yep. Um, so this wouldn't be necessarily like a, would you, would you consider maybe a five minute something, a pain workout? Probably not. Okay. No, it, it and there's so some, that's a great question. I, I got this in my notes. So, Fran could be a pain style workout, but we got to look at it. So we're looking for high rate muscle contractions. That means unbroken thrusters, 
fast. Like it, I, and I'm not patting myself on the back, but my best friend time is two thirty four. I was going to ask. Twenty one fifteen nine thrusters yeah. and pull ups, <laughs> unbroken thrusters, unbroken pull ups. So they're fast muscle contractions, nonstop okay. for two and a half minutes. That is, the time domain is a little on the long side, but it's the feeling you get from being able to do that is is in that wheelhouse. Same thing could I could say for grace is another one, um, like a sub two minute grace when you have high rate muscle contractions and they are strung together, minimal rest on the barbell if at all. That would be a pain style workout, um, but you have to you gotta have a, a certain base level of strength and fitness to be able to produce that kind of power to get that kind of result. Yeah, does that make sense? It does. Like um, you know, if you're gonna do even fast singles, you know, one and drops on grace. That's not, that's a different workout. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I gotcha. It's completely different. So, uh, our next one is a gain style workout. Um, <clears throat> this is best described. It can be several things, but the, the best description and the one that most of you guys listening or resonate with is our three, four and five minute interval style workouts. And typically those have the equal amount of risk built in, um, Earlier this week, yeah, we, we did five minutes on, five minutes off. It was lunges, sit-ups, and then max calories on the roller. Mm -hmm. um, that is considered a gain-style workout. The benefits to these, um, let me grab my notes here. I thought I could remember. I overestimated my abilities. Um, <laughs> they can build mechanical adaptation, uh, create a hormonal effect, and develop coordination. Um when done correctly, these can also increase uh, longevity, vitality, and even recovery. Um, and what the benefits of these is, and mostly it's the ones involved with the um, that rest component in there, it allows you to do a variety of things. And that's the, the one thing where this could take 10 different roads. Is this going to allow you to hold, in general, a stronger pace, hence gain, stronger pace than you normally would if if the workout say let's take the one we did this week was a 15 minute amrap of lunges sit-ups and rolling the approach would be completely yeah. different mm -hmm. than a five minute time to where you can do much faster work maybe it's a barbell movement in there you can do a heavier load and, and what we try to accomplish out of the game style workouts is just that we want to we want to be able to feel very confident in the movements we're doing, the weight we're handling. And typically these you will feel really good about the work that you did. So and correct me if I'm wrong, what I'm hearing for these hot style workouts is, um, you know, obviously not a sprint because that's the pain workouts, but. A, a strong pace, but a strong pace that you maintain for your in, intervals of work. Right. And and you've heard us say every time we gather everybody up at the whiteboard on workouts like this, what we're trying to have, what we're trying to have with these style workouts is consistency. If your scores are going down every round mm -hmm. dramatically, you are trying to, and falling, turning that workout into more of a pain workout than you are getting out of it what you should. Um, 
and that's the reason we're having this podcast is so you get a better understanding of why we're saying what we're saying and the benefits of doing that. Um, when, when you come out hot like that and crash and burn, uh, there was one recently where we had the shuttle runs and, you know, you start out with 25 shuttle runs and you finish with 11. Um, <laughs> like all you're displaying there is your willingness to suffer. Like you, you, that's, that's not what those workouts are intended on. And, and I could, you know, we could sit here and between the two of us think of a thousand different examples, but, but that's, that's the biggest one. And that's the, the benefit of doing these game style workouts. And I'll give you a, a really quick example. Um, take Cindy. It's a 20 minute AMRAP, five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. A lot of you guys listening have probably done it multiple times. Think how much better your pull-ups and push-ups would hold up if that was four five-minute AMRAPs of, and if I guarantee you, if you were to, still going to be 20 minutes of work, but if you did that in four or five-minute sections with five minutes rest in between, you would certainly net more rounds than you would doing 20 minutes straight. The quality of the movements that you're doing would be far better um, than what what you're able to do in a 20-minute consistent workout. So that's just one example of the benefits of these. Um, try to keep this as short as we can. We're going to move on to sustained workouts. And these are basically considered aerobic workouts. These are the longer ones that we do, um, 18 to 20 minutes. Cindy would be a yeah. sustained workout. Um, and the definition of aerobic that we like to use, and this is also OPEX is that definition, but a sustainable, repeatable paced efforts. Um, typically, these are workouts um, when done correctly can improve cardiovascular health. Um, and they actually, these style workouts speed recovery between high intense workouts like a pain workout or a sustain workout the the bigger aerobic base you have the better you'll be able to recover between those three four and five minute intervals of work that we do um the goal and the purpose behind these workouts is to finish really close let's be realistic but really close to how you started mm -hmm. um folks also oftentimes turn these into pain workouts or a display of willingness to suffer Right. And it should never be that. Um, each round should look as good as the one prior to it. You're going to have some fall off. And that's probably the biggest biggest challenge, for, especially for beginners, is knowing what can, what pace can you maintain. So um, it's, I'm really glad you brought that up because today's workout for our gym, I think, is a sustained workout. It's a 15-minute AMRAP. We've got 60 double-unders, 20 toes to bar and 10 hang squat snatches at 95, 135. And, you know, I'll take, I'll use, I'll throw myself under the bus. I can do 95 pound hang squat snatches. I can do several of them. I don't know that that's going to be a good idea for me today in the workout because we'll one, suggest. there's there's other work. And then two, that's, I don't know that I can sustain that weight and good reps for 15 minutes. Well, that'd be, that is a great example of a sustained workout, a little shorter. Um, so we're recording this on uh, Friday, the 30th, 31st. 31st, I believe it is. Um, 
in the workout, 15-minute AMRAP, 60 double unders, 20 toes bar, 10 hang squat snatches. It was 135 for guys, 195 for girls. That's heavy. And we, those 10 reps should be done in one to three sets. Knowing you as well as I do, yeah, you can do 95 pounds for singles. Right. And can you do that for three to five rounds? Mm-hmm. You can. Well, I don't know if you can do it in 15 minutes. You got to consider the toes to bar. Mm-hmm. Those also have to hold together. And so um, on on those, and that's that's the, the frustrating part. And I think people get too caught up in being able to do, and I, I love and admire people's willingness to do whatever we put on that whiteboard. It don't matter how big a workout it is, how long it is, how many rounds or whatever, they'll do it. Might bitch about it, but they'll do it. But sometimes to a detriment. Mm-hmm. I, some folks don't even put weights <laughs> um, or some gyms don't even put weights yeah. anymore. But And that's the thing today where the quality of the workout that you're going to get is would be far better honestly following our suggestion whenever we give the wide brief that's yeah. why we're doing it because that that is directly related to the intent of the workout despite what the prescribed weight is that prescribed weight is up there simply to give you an idea of what the workout yes. should be and that's that's why i said i was going to throw myself under the bus because i want to try 95 but you know largely in part of your, with your guidance. And, you know, you know me as an athlete better than I know myself. I know that if I do 95, I'm going to end up sacrificing a lot of work because I'm, I'm not able to move the barbell the way it's intended to be moved. Well, and what, what happens and you can use the movements in today's workouts, um, perfectly toes to bars, 20 of them. If you're trying to increase and they're probably supposed to be done in four to five sets at the most, that means you have to be able to string together four to five reps mm-hmm. every single time. And that's a challenge. I'll go ahead and, and I'm not terrible at them, but that's that's going to be hard for me to do for 15 minutes. Whereas reducing the reps so that I can do sets of quality toes to bar is going to far benefit me yep. better than suffering through 20 doing one at a time. That does absolutely nothing for improving your fitness level. Same thing with the snatches. If all you're able to do is one or two, you're just showing that your willingness to suffer. That's awesome in a competition. But if you're actually looking to improve health and performance, it's the worst thing that you can do. You're actually taking steps backwards because there's so much more benefit to hanging on. In that particular scenario, hanging on to the barbell for reps, even if it's an empty bar, far better than doing what's written on the board just because you quote unquote can. Um, yeah, that's a good reminder, but, especially somebody like me, it's kind of like, like what you said, I see the, what's on the whiteboard and that's what I want to do. You know? yeah. So, well, and, and we're all guilty of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been really eye opening for me is post-surgery, not just physically not being able to do that. And then still the quality of the workouts that I'm able to get is just blowing my mind, um, with how good they are Yeah. with, with some extreme scaling options. It hasn't affected my, my fitness whatsoever. Well, and what's helped me, one is, um, gosh, weeks and weeks ago, you said, I've never been mad after scaling a workout. And I keep that in mind. But what what helps me is 
looking at this workout and then, you know, seeing what, like you said, see what the weight is. And that tells me, okay, this, this is meant to be a, a challenging weight today. Not something I can fly through unbroken 10 reps every single round, but I, I'm here to, to get better. You know, yeah. I'm not, not to fight with a barbell for 15 minutes. Yeah, we, and we all are. And, and yeah. look, I've, I can talk about it because I'm guilty of it. That gives me the right. Um, <laughs> and because I'm in front of the microphone, right. I'm just going to do it. But, um, so we're running a little bit long, but um, we'll kind of wrap it up. It, knowing the differences in these, these different style workouts and the intent behind them is very important. It's going to maximize your overall performance, keep you free from injury, and keep you improving for a much longer time than – not listening to what we say and running head first into the wall every time you come into the workout. Um, don't focus on time, load, rounds, RX or scaled or any of that stuff. Try to get the intent for the workout. And now that we've discussed um, what the differences are, we'll try to reference each and every workout that we do when we're giving our uh, strategy talk and whiteboard uh, briefing that these this is a gain style workout, a sustained style workout. Um, we don't do pain style workouts very often, but when it comes around, you know, or we'll probably say this is not a pain style workout. So we'll probably reference it that way more often than not. Um, you got any questions or anything to, to follow no, up I don't with? think so. Again? This is really good stuff to, you know, just keep in mind on our day to day. Cool. We approach yes, this good, workout. good reminder. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, have a great day and we'll catch you next week. Thanks again for tuning in this week. If you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with a friend and also subscribe to your favorite listening platform. That way you get notified every time a new episode uh, is posted up. Thanks again. See you next week.